Europe, baby, Europe. Hello and welcome back to Football Gentron, the only English language podcast dedicated to Armenian football. I am joined here by the usual suspects in Charents and Armen. How are you gentlemen doing on this fine Sunday? Excited. Europe. Big, big episode. Ugh. Yes, yes, big episode. Lots to cover as always. Uh, and we will just jump right into it. Um First off, we want to congratulate the Armenian Olympic delegation for a very successful performance in the Tokyo Olympics. Having won four medals with only 17 athletes competing, Armenia was only the third best coefficient in the whole Olympics. So one medal per every four athletes, plus each of them in a different sport. Uh, So there's a lot to build upon. Uh, So congratulations to the Armenian Olympic delegation and all their successes. And we wish future successes in Paris. Uh, in a few years time yes now jumping into the armenian premier league uh lots going on lots of action apls uh kicking and bumping and jumping uh Armen, give us a little bit of a wrap-up how's the apl looking well the table is topped by ararat armenia that is playing very well it's rebuilding and shout out to their csk youth star Artem Avanesian, I want him in the national team. They're up top with nine points, unbeaten. Also unbeaten, but not perfect score, are Ararat, Yerevan, and Urartu with seven points each. Also, great team uh, by coach Vartan Minasian. Vartan Vichachian. Then there's... There's so many Vartans, huh? Then there's Sevan. I, I like Sevan a lot because of their defense, so... Uh, there's that. Also, then fifth and sixth, Noravank and Van, and also Noah and Punic. Yes. Uh, sadly, with absolutely no points, uh, bottom of the table, Bikma or whatever they pronounce it. Bakama. Uh, Bakama. Yeah, Bakama. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> the youth team with. Of course, only youth players, which makes sense why they wouldn't score and win at all. But surprisingly, also with absolutely zero points is Alashkert Football Club. What's up with that, man? Well, uh, here's the thing. Uh, so Alashkert, as we are currently recording, just finished up a match against Vaughn and they lost 2-0. Uh, and it's pretty understandable that the players are being rotated and they don't want to play right now because <laughs> they have a very, very big matchup this Thursday, which we will be discussing in depth. But I saw the, the Alashkert. Uh, I saw exactly. I saw the Alashkert lineup against Van precisely mm-hmm. for today, mm-hmm. and it's not that bad either. You know, they had they have some quality. And it doesn't make sense. I don't know. But the players are not. Yeah, they don't have much practice. They they don't want to get injured. They don't want to get injured. They don't want to risk anything. Trust me, I wouldn't read too much into these results. I really wouldn't, considering... No, and but to concede five, though? In two games, five 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 in three games. Yeah, so that's a a lot. Yeah, I agree. In a way, like, you know... Again, they're not focusing on the league right now. The league is their last concern right now they don't care about it <laughs> um 
And as we are also recording, uh, Ararat Armenia is currently leading Punic 2-0, uh, thanks to a couple of goals by Yusuf Otobanjo. <laughs> and Ararat Yerevan and Urardu actually just kicked off, so that undefeated or win streak for one of those two clubs is going to end today. And it's, in my opinion, that's the game to watch, like the highlights, if we are Caparros or any Armenian football fan. Uh, mm-hmm. Ararat Yerevan mm-hmm. against Urardu. Mm-hmm. Plenty, plenty, plenty of Armenian youth, young talent, mm-hmm. and besides, they're both uh, fighting for the for our European spot. So it's going to be very interesting to analyze that game. Yeah, if there's any one player I could point out that people should pay attention to in uh, Urardu, it's Narek Grigorian. He is similar. He he played on the opposite wing of Girard Shagoyan for Bekma and Armenia under 21. He is a phenomenal talent. I highly recommend people look into him. Um, yeah. So that is that. it for the APL today. Uh, we are swiftly going to be moving into European competition. And we are going to be starting with the, of course, highlight of the week, which is Alashkert defeating Kairat Almaty of Kazakhstan Europe. 3-2 in extra time. Uh Thanks to two goals from Mbalo and one from Glissic in the 104th minute. Uh, and Armenia have officially secured their first ever team in European competition. Chadens, we have waited a very, very long time for this. And after like, some heartbreak that we've received via Ararat Armenia losing in two matches they really shouldn't have, how, how does it feel? We're, we're really happy. We're really happy because it's a step. It's a progress for our uh, football. It's one of the best things we're looking at for, for the for coming from the Conference League that we're going to be in Europe. It's mm-hmm. a chance for teams like us, like underdog teams that have a chance to, to show what they're capable of. And we're pretty excited to what's coming. So... Let's break down this match just a little bit. Uh, we, we're not going to go into too much detail uh, for this one because we want to save our efforts uh, for Alashkept for the preview we will be doing uh, yeah. when they face Rangers. Uh, mm-hmm. So Kairat Almaty had two red cards in this match. Both of them weren't soft. They were pretty straight-up red <laughs> cards, high boots, uh, two consecutive yellows, things of that nature. And uh, the Alashkept kind of did something we're not used to seeing them do. Um, or maybe not used to seeing them do against teams that we consider to be superior to them. And that's really dominate and dictate the pace of play. Uh, Armin, what do you think, besides the red cards, uh, led to Alashkit kind of having that sort of change where they feel like where we see them essentially dominating? Come again? I, I didn't understand that build-up. <laughs> what, what led to Alashkin dominating Kairat? Oh, well, <laughs> uh, let's be real. Alashkin is kind of pedigree by now. It's kind of a powerhouse, like traditional. They are used to Dominion, you know? Mm. Uh, whether it's teams from Armenia or outside of Armenia, uh, and also... Regardless of results, uh, including uh, draws against Alash, um, this Kairat, the Kazakh team, they played uh, Kairat a couple years ago also in European playoffs and stuff. And they did lose, 
but I remember they dominated them. And well, if there is one backbone to this Alashkert team and to this Alashkert structure as a whole, and we went a little in, in depth about him uh, on Twitter a few days Follow ago. Follow us if you don't the, already. Yeah, the historic win. We had to honor the backbone of Alashkert and Armenian football, uh, Artak Krikorian. He dictates the game, you know. He he is never afraid of anything, and that kind of reflects on the rest on on the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Alashkert just like to dominate. Uh, they're comfortable with that. Yes, and uh, despite dominating, they're still a little bit shaky at the back, yeah. uh, particularly that's after the, scoring a, a goal. But here's the thing. They're not, for the most part, they're not shaky in defense. They're shaky for the few minutes after scoring a goal. They've conceded after scoring three times now in this European campaign. So they're they're extremely vulnerable right after they score. But other than that, their defense is actually weirdly enough solid considering that Daron Voskanyan plays at the back, which now uh, he is a European uh, center back. So even uh, more of a reason for Kaparos to pick him. <laughs> don't, don't say that. Please don't say that. Well, <laughs> especially with our... <laughs> uh, you know what? It's, uh, it's, we- it's weird. Um, and I don't know if you guys feel this way. But <laughs> it's weird to me that Alashkert is the team uh that that did this first that accomplished this Thank first you. i would say exactly. the same yeah considering like, and, and honestly and it's weird part, uh, you know the worst part what it's not even the best it's not even the best alashkert team uh in the last five years it's not yeah and it's not the best <laughs> armenian team right now for sure oh by far no no so, no, no, no it's different no 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 it's not, not even, even the that, yeah. best alashkert that's it's, it's no. so weird <laughs> It just goes to show you, it's exactly what we said in uh, in uh, in a couple episodes ago when we were talking about how now because of the Conference League, if you are the league winner of Armenia, you only have to win your first Champions League game or first oh, Champions yeah. League round and, and proceed mm-hmm. to the second round of the Champions League, and you're guaranteed a Conference League playoff. But we Alashket were able to win that third round Europa League tie, and it just guaranteed it for them. So it's it's crazy, and and I fully expect now. I genuinely fully expect whichever Armenian team wins the league, I expect them to be in the Conference League. There's an expectation yeah, and, now. And now exactly now this Alashket making it to group stages in Europe, it paves the way for other and better Armenian sides. You know, now Alashkert have eight matches, by the way, to increase Armenia's coefficient, which we touched upon a little bit in the last episode that Chanans explained uh, to everyone. And from my understanding with the, how the coefficients are going to work, um, if Alashkert win like four out of the next eight European matches that they're going to have, Armenia's coefficient oh. is going to skyrocket. Like we're going to be it in will. like... Mm-hmm. We're going to be in the in the low 30s, which is which is going to mean Armenian teams are going to be entering European competitions at a later stage. That's how big yeah. this was. Everything it, depends on the draws, to be honest. Of course it does, but but entering at a later stage is obviously beneficial. If you're entering Champions League in round two instead of round one, you're you're autom- you're already guaranteed 
the the Nations League playoffs. Not in the next round, yeah. So you know that technically it, makes sense. Yep. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense. But it's it, really, really but it big. Will, it will depend a lot on the on, on whatever championship they get in on the group stage draw because of course. even if even uh, if I even myself I used to underestimate uh, conference league but having seen some of the clubs you know that will definitely participate and some of the ones that are fighting for a spot you you got teams like Roma Tottenham Hotspurs uh, Basel from Switzerland, Feyenoord, uh, big big clubs on the left. Uh, Union Berlin. Yeah, that's normal. It's normal. It's normal. That's normal that you're going to have that. But if you look at the uh, all the other teams that are going to be against you, you would think that, okay, I've got a chance against them at least. So it's kind of like a, yeah. a motivation but, thing, I guess. You could exactly. Say. At the at the end of the day, say worst case scenario, we we'll lose against Rangers. We get into Conference League. Worst case scenario, um, if you get a hard uh, group stage, a hard group with Roma, Tottenham, Hotspurs, and and Anderlecht, then you got yourself an opportunity for Armenian players to show themselves and show their talents, or non-Armenians uh, in Alashkert which would pump money into the club if they sell them, mm-hmm. it's an opportunity mm-hmm. for them to showcase the talent. Well, that is a worst-case scenario anyway. Like, exactly. Like the worst-case exactly. scenario would be uh, uh, doing bad in the group stage. Like Even getting knocked out from Rangers is not really a bad thing because we're already in the conference. But obviously, we want the you know the, the best result possible, of course. Yeah. Europa League Hard. is more like a Champions League for us now. Yeah. And oh, Conference yeah. League is more like a Europa League for us. Yeah, us exactly. as in... You know, like <laughs> underdog teams. So, like so, here, teams. so here's the breakdown. For qualifying for the Conference League, we'll get Alashkert approximately 3 million euros alone. Beautiful. Now, geez, that's a to, lot. To put that into context, transfer market values Alashkert's entire squad at 5 million euros. So they're getting 60% of the, the whole thing of their 60% of their squad's value in a lump sum. Yeah. On top of that, for every win in the Conference League group stage, Alashkert will be receiving half a million euros. And for every draw, they receive 200,000 euros. Yes. That's so, huge, bro. So, so if somehow, if Alashkert managed to get a couple draw, uh, like a couple draws and a win, they have banked an extra million euros. And they've banked four million euros just from appearing in the, in the Conference League. <laughs> And if you win your if you win your group, you get five hundred thousand euros. If you come second place, you get three hundred thousand euros as a bonus. So just the group though, just the just, group if you win. And the farther you go along in the competition, the more money you make, of course. So well, of course that's obvious. Yeah, that's obvious. Yeah. So we are looking at, I mean, all Ashkets are guaranteed at least three million euros right now and this is conference league this is not we're not we're not even talking about the possibility <laughs> of them making europa league because if they this do is make the worst europa, case scenario this is, we're talking just worst case scenario <laughs> it's a pretty just it's a worst pretty case. good it's a pretty it's a pretty positive worst case scenario for us yeah it is Finally. And, and, and armin you had mentioned um on twitter if uh pe- well people don't know it's you tweeting it out but <laughs> <laughs> but um <The> now <laughs> 
Oops. Now, Urardu <laughs> are going to have the opportunity with this, uh, knowing what they have to sign a few more players because they're going to need a lot more depth because of European competition. And they have actually already signed one one player. Uh, he's a Brazilian player straight from Brazil. So uh, that's going to be an interesting one. I've never heard of the guy. I'm trying to pull up his name right now. So I'm kind of stalling a little bit. I don't know, but <laughs> another signing, another good, another good signing uh, for Alashkert is uh, Horik Bayamian's younger brother, Levon. Yep, was going to say that. from yep. Rostov. Uh, sorry, Krasnodar. And he is a defensive midfielder, 23-year-old. That's <laughs> that's good for the team. That's healthy for a team, that especially a shaky team in defense. Yeah, which they're going to need because they're the three midfielders that play are all kind of old. Um, so is, he's going to be great. He's going to be very, very important in um, in terms of rotation, and it's great, great for us. I would like, to, I would very excited to see um, to see him play. So I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, but let's move on a little bit. Uh, we will be revisiting Alashka shortly to preview the match with Rangers. But we have other Armenian players in European competition, and we will start in your neck of the woods, Chadens. How did Anorthosis perform in the UEFA Europa League? Not so well. The first leg, they lost 3-0. Uh, the, it was away uh, against uh, Rapid Vienna. I was expecting at least not to, at least for them to score one, but that didn't happen. Uh, they scored two at home, but conceded one, so it just uh, the aggregate score just went bad. Uh, for us, uh, on our side, uh, Hampar Zunian did uh, start the second leg. But the first leg, he just came off the bench, which uh, suggests that I he should start. That's a lesson the for the coach. Mm. That's a lesson for the coach. You don't play Hampatumian, you're gonna lose. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it showed because he started the second. Uh, he started the second leg, right? So he starts most of the games. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So uh, it's uh-huh. it's it's um, disappointing, but not surprising. I would say Rapid Vienna. You would expect them to be in the Europa League, so. And, and Anorthosis, I mean, you, you can argue you would expect them to be to make it to the Europa League, but unfortunately, they are now dropped down to the Conference League, where they have to uh, win a playoff, uh, which we will get into in a little bit, and hopefully, we have um, some more Armenians in Europe. Next up, we are going to drop down to the UEFA Conference League, where Astana and Tigran Barcelian lost. Four or five on average on aggregate to Coops, this team that just won't go away for us Armenians. <laughs> uh, Tigran Barcelona scored a wonderful brace in the second leg at home, but sadly, uh, Asnana's defense is absolute garbage. Yeah, they score and concede. It's just that's the worst uh, thing with some teams. Yeah, and you know what? Despite Tico's best efforts, I mean, the guy scored a brace. What more can you ask for from someone? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you can you can tell building on what you said. That's what happens also when you lose Vato. They they had to let true. Vato go to Spain. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's a huge loss. Mm-hmm. It's a huge loss for Astana, and they clearly whatever their replacement was uh, did not work, and they are now out of European competition. Maybe Cheap it's mistake. time for Tico to leave. 
Not just maybe, he should. He <laughs> should, yeah. Fine. yeah. I'll, I'll keep it professional, say maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, elsewhere, uh, Zhilina of Slovakia and our boy, Vahan Bichakchan, absolutely smacked John, Tobol. this guy is John. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely smacked Tobol. Making them rain. On making them go rain, bro. Vahan Bichakchan has now... So, okay, just to break it down. Vahan scored a brace go, go, against go, Tobol. Go, go, go. So he scored twice in the second leg against Tobol. And over the weekend, Vahan leg. came off the bench and scored a brace in the league. So this guy scored four goals in like 100 minutes or something. So his stats oh are insane. He's had eight appearances in all competitions so far, and he's had six goals and two assists in 430 minutes. Boy. That's one goal or one assist every appearance or otherwise known as one goal or one assist every 54 minutes. I can't his, digest that. Like, like, come on, like, seriously. This guy's like a cheap... Uh, yeah. He, cheap he, is, he is like... I, I, I don't know what other... I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Someone needs to buy him already. This is ridiculous. Of course, we don't expect him to, but if he was to go to Serie A, uh, La Liga... Let him play European competitions first. You will get in Europe with Zilina. You're going to see. But here's the thing. He is get in European competition, and he's already he already has three goals to his name in Europe in qualifying rounds. So Okay, let's take a look at it practically. Like, is Zilina progressing more and more and more and more uh-huh. to the conference league would benefit us more than him leaving now, I think. Because that's how it's exactly. working well for him. It's working well for him. That's why. Like, I... Exactly. It's not that I don't want him to move. It's just, um, it's just for him. Exactly. It's a, it, it seems like a right direction in a sense. Like, like we, like we said before, like in our group chat, being 22 and playing in Italy is not that much different from being 23 and playing in Italy. So, and Anman yeah, is a big and, advocate of this. <laughs> I'm a big advocate of a, a long-term game in and in, in the big picture, and and this is all about that. And Vahan knows that. That's why he chose Zilina and, and not Fiorentina when he was 18 years old. Yeah, so... Uh, They're a very smart family. Yes, they are a very, very smart family. Uh, his dad, of course, is the manager of Ararat Yerevan, for those who don't know. And he is, in our eyes, one of the best Armenian tacticians. Uh, but we will get yep. a little bit into who Zilina will be facing in the Conference League playoffs shortly. Uh, on the other hand, we have Riga with Edgar Babayan, uh, defeated Ooh. Hungarians 4-2 on aggregate. Um, Edo was benched. He did not play a single minute. And uh, Riga barely won the second leg 2-1, uh, where they had to score in extra time or something like that. What, what was the deal there, Anman? <laughs> they lost the first leg. And, and take some time to digest this. No disrespect to the Gibraltarese League, if that's the, the word. But, okay, yeah. <laughs> Moving on. The Gibraltarese boys managed to win the first game against Riga. And what the hell, man? How, how could you lose? They're a team, a newly established team, yes, but with a lot of money and with a lot of talent like Edgar Babayan, who you afford to bench and still you lose. And I'm getting angry just for going over this. Uh, thing is, yeah, they managed to uh, win the second game without Babayan again. 
and went to extra time and they did score two more goals after Hibernian, Hibernians uh, fell down. And, and uh, ironically, they're now going to play another Gibraltar team, but that's for later. Edo needs to leave, man. Yeah, he really does. And honestly, um, I mean, we'll get we're going to get into national team squads uh, he, predictions he later. To, he's bound to Paphos, you know, in in Cyprus, which yeah. will be a very much healthier and closer uh, culture for him to develop. Uh, I don't under, I don't I don't know man why would he even choose to go to Latvia in the first place This whole moon maneuver oh, was extremely questionable honest to god I know we've talked about this time and time again on how this made zero sense but whatever if maybe if they get into the conference league they're going to need more rotation and he might get european play oh. which which you know we wouldn't mind seeing and and of course we had said oh, you know he is the first oh, sub I don't know, man. Honestly, Not anymore, like, though. Maybe he they didn't used think to be. You know what? Honest to God, maybe he's just not good enough for Riga. Oh no! He... <laughs> oh, oh no! That's that's sad. That's tragic, bro. I mean, if he stays, guaranteed, he's gonna he's not gonna play in Europe. He they're gonna use their starters for Europe, and they're gonna use him for domestic league. league and cup. Yeah. And Instead of that, just go to Paphos, man. Yeah. Play the, the Cypriot League, which is better. Yeah, I agree. Well, it's a losing battle here. Anyway, we are moving yeah, on. Yeah, I'm getting all worked up. Let's move on. Shakhtar Karaganda uh, of Kazakhstan uh, and our boy Georg Najarian, who has is yet to represent Armenia, but still is very eligible, uh, drew nil-nil to Kolos of Ukraine. Gevo played only about 10 minutes of the first leg, um, but he does start regularly in the KPL, uh, and Shakhtar went through after the penalty kick shootout, and he did convert his penalty kick, I checked. So, <laughs> uh, very good for him. He's a great defensive midfielder. I- I'm really wondering why the Federation hasn't... Um, called him up yet of course he he has played for kazakhstan it was, it was one appearance and it was in a friendly and it was under the age of 21 so he is very much eligible still to register and play for armenia but i i don't know it's a little bit it's a little bit gray on why he would, he would solve a lot of problems for us he he is a younger easily he's a younger gregorian um so I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully he can get the call up and our, the Football Federation can resolve it. We don't know what they're thinking, as you know, with our previous conversation with uh, the Football Federation of Armenia board and, member, uh, Anna Tadevosian, who was a fantastic guest. If you haven't already, go listen to that episode because she was very cool. Um, and it was a very cool experience to get to talk to a key decision maker in Armenian football. So go check that one out. Uh, so yeah, just to wrap up a European play, uh, in the conference league, we have Riga who will be taking on Rinkin led red imps of Gibraltar. That's Edgar Babayan's team. Uh, we have Fola Esh are, is going to be taking on Kamoho Vanessian's Kairat Almaty. Uh, and then we have Vahan the goat, Bichakchian, who, and Jelena, who will be taking on a Jablonek of the Czech Republic. Uh, and then we have Captain Coldfeet, Mkhitaryan, and AS Roma will be <laughs> taking on Transvan Spore of Turkey. Very interested to see how that one's going to turn out. 
We have Gevork Najarian and Shakhtar Karaganda, who will be facing Maccabi Tel Aviv of Israel. And then we have Hovanes Hambardumans and Anathorsis, uh, who will be facing Apoel Beersheba of Israel as well. So the big match, obviously, the one everyone is here to listen to. Uh, Alashket will be taking on Rangers of Scotland uh, in the UEFA Europa League playoffs. Now, as we had previously mentioned, the winner of this tie goes into the UEFA Europa League group stage, and the loser of this tie goes to the UEFA Conference League group stage. So there is a guarantee of European competition for both teams. Now, is that going to lower the intensity of play? Probably not, because you know what? Playing in Europa League, probably a lot better than playing in the Conference League, not because of the not only because of the amount of money that you would get for qualifying for the Europa League, which is more than the Conference League, but the level of competition, level of teams is also slightly higher. Of course, we had mentioned the Romas of the world that are going to be playing in the Conference League, uh, but the Europa League, of course, has a lot more of those high-caliber teams. So, guys, we have Alashkert, we have Rangers. Let's dive into Rangers a little bit for our listeners who don't know about them. Um, Chanans, who manages Rangers? Well, uh, oh, captain, my captain, Steven Gerrard. Uh, <laughs> one of his key players is Yanis Hagi, who's a Romanian national team player mm-hmm. uh, and... Uh, <laughs> Famously, with revenge against Armenians. Famously, didn't play right. Did he? He didn't get subbed on against against Armenia. I think right? he got subbed on. It wasn't. He didn't start. Uh, but he got subbed on, if I remember correctly. Uh, Ryan Kent is another notable player that they have. Again, uh, Liverpool roots. Uh, very fast, very agile player. Uh, whoever plays FIFA loves him. Uh, yeah, he had that yeah, team of the year card in FIFA 20. That was a god. That card was ridiculous. Insane. Yeah, uh, that was the last time I played FIFA. Anyway, continue. <laughs> and they have some uh, other players. Uh, Borna Barisic, who's from Croatia, uh, a reminder of the 90-minute uh, draw against... Uh, he he played the 90 minutes in the draw with uh, the Army national team. And Jermaine Defoe, who's... Uh, Who's got a long history of a football career? So yeah. many of you know that player. Um, so where, how did uh, Rangers do in the Champions League? It was during the qu- uh, the qualifying round of uh, third round, and they lost to Mamo four two on aggregate. So it was a two one two one kind of thing, mm-hmm. home and away, the same result. Uh, and c- thinking about their formation. It's it's one that I uh, encourage for uh, I hope in other words uh, for the Armenian national team to start playing is 4-3-3 so a quite intense tough team that Alashkert will be facing uh, yeah so it's, you know it's tough yeah so we're playing against a team that lost uh, I don't I don't want to say narrowly to Malmo but Uh, 2-1, 2-1, those are two very close score lines. Um, So Rangers essentially play a possession style of play with a lot of short passes, and they like to attack down the right-hand side, of course, via Ryan Kent. And um, they do have um, a pretty much 
attacking or defensive wise, rather, they don't really have any glaring weaknesses in the defense. Uh, but offensively speaking, they do get caught off sides a lot, uh, which may come to our benefit. However, one of their biggest attacking strengths is set pieces, uh, which we know Alashkert and Armenian clubs and even the Armenian national team are absolute dog shit at defending. So, <laughs> so this is going to be a little bit of an awkward tie for Alashkert. Um, <laughs> but let us get a little bit deeper. Armen, what do you expect from this tie? Oof. Well, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, uh, I do expect Alashkert to get, like, not not battered, but uh, it's definitely going to be very difficult to get through this one. Because it's a whole different level now. It's it's not Sheriff, which are we're good. It's not mm-hmm. Gairat, which are good. It's better. It's just uh, it's elite. Big, this is an yeah, elite it's, team. This this is the big leagues now. And the good thing though is that on the one hand, uh, Rangers, as you guys said, lost to Momo, and uh, in both games actually, and Momo basically uh, is at the same level and was very hard for Momo to beat Riga, uh, our very well-known Riga That's by true. now. And uh, and Riga are not that much better uh, from Alashkert. When it comes, so it's it's less, maybe it's less of a stretch for Alashkert to win than we think on paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it comes to reality, to actual play style, I, as you guys said, uh, maybe Rangers has a bigger strength on the right, and that's actually the weaker side of Alashkert. Alashkert's left, but uh, you turn the, the tables around, Alashkert's strong suit is on the right, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got to capitalize on that, on the punch-by-punch. Yes, and if we're looking pound for pound, uh, as the British say, (laughs) Rangers are valued at about 115 million euros, or dollars rather, so they are valued 23 times more valuable than Alashkert. So we're talking about a real David versus Goliath on paper situation right here. Yeah, and and, and it's it's not going to be easy. It's definitely not going to be easy. And, and we, <laughs> so we know that Alashket are not just going to sit back, obviously, and take a beating. They know that, you know what, they're in, in a weird sense. Anything can happen in football. You have two 90 minute matches home and away to try to make some magic happen. Uh, now, so, <laughs> speaking of magic, did. Did David? I want to ask you guys this question. Sure. Did Davidian? Did Davidian? David? Davidian leave too soon? Absolutely. But, but they're playing I, Europe. This is but yes, and I don't think he thought that was going to happen, and I'm pretty sure that's why he left. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. But secondly, and Chadens may disagree with this one, but based off what I have seen, Ahvan Papikian, his output has been equal to Davidian, and I believe oh, yeah. Papikian, Papikian is a better... Papikian is more experienced, and he's a much better passer. Davidian is not that good of a passer. Uh, 
and, and so I think having po- that weird change where, where we see David Davidan, who okay. is, you know, was definitely the best player on this team, leave, opened up, you know, the door for Papikian to come in and who I believe is is a better player just because of the experience that he has. And more it complete. has already shown. Yeah, so, Papikian is more well-rounded. Yeah, he is. He's a, he's a much more well-rounded winger. And also, we, we, we should point out um, Mbalo, who is a very recent yeah. signee for Alashkert. Uh, he joined from Olympia Grudziads. Uh, <laughs> this was his... He scored his first goals against Kairat, and it was a brace. And he seemed very, very good. Now, we've had foreign strikers come to the Armenian League a lot. We've had a lot of foreign strikers in the Armenian League. And a lot of mm. them... We've had a handful that are very, very good. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of them think the level is below them and they end up underperforming drastically. Now, so far, Mbalo, from what he's shown me, he has something that the other strikers don't have. And that is he he's not really reliant on the rest of the team to feed him. He creates his own chances, which is. Which he's in is, it to win it. He's in it to win it. And I and I strongly believe that. If the Rangers' defense falls asleep, Mbalo can definitely punish them. And not only Mbalo, uh, Rumian Hovsepian, who... Oh, form, he's very smart. Former Armenian national team central midfielder. He has not been called up for a very long time. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't understand why he didn't stay in Ukraine. He was he was performing really well there. Yeah, Maybe he, he just didn't feel comfortable. Probably not. And you know what? Who For us, in terms of Armenians, we're seeing more Armenians playing in the Armenian Premier League, so we're happy. You know, it's fine. Um, but his ability in this, in this European competition, one thing I've noticed that stuck out to me more than anything is him cutting off the ball in midfield. So winning the ball in midfield by cutting off a pass and immediately unleashing either Mbalo or Papikian. And that has drastically made an impact. Rumian Hovsepian and, of course, Artak Grigorian are two of the three midfielders, have definitely improved their transitional play dramatically under Alexander Grigorian. That is very, very evident. If you you add young Levon Bayramian to those two in central mid, Mm -hmm. Bayramian and Grigorian in defense and uh, Hovsepian at 10, that's going to be some class... Uh, talent in the middle for creation and for organizing the whole team, actually. Yeah, and it's too. Yeah, and we have, of course, uh, Fabian and Hurtzice on the sides. It's yes. nice. Yeah, they, they have, there's nine. options. There's, of course, Artak Yedigarian, who is now oh, on the older side, very, very experienced, or played for the Armenian national team many, it's many a good times. Super sub. Uh, he's a good super sub, but he's to, he seems to start most games. Um, and at the back, of course, we have Daron Voskanian leading the back line, and he is part uh, of Claudio. Um, yeah, let's not talk about Alashka. He always keeps giving reaction. <laughs> I, we have to. We have to touch on the defense. So the, so for the, yeah. for those listeners who are new to Football Game Throne, uh, the Armenian Premier League has had this issue lately where Armenian clubs are – more and more relying on non-Armenian players in the defense. And it has kind of created this big issue we have now uh, where we have no defenders because no Armenian players are given being given opportunities to play in defense. Three of the four 
And if we're including goalkeepers, four of the five Armenian defenders against Kairat Almaty, uh, sorry, defenders against Kairat Almaty weren't Armenian. So we and have the one that was is Donald Voskon, as Donald Voskon, a 28 year old center back, which who we absolutely loathe here on Football Gantron, but he still somehow keeps on playing for club and country, and we don't get it. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I sadly do. <laughs> he's made 32 appearances he's made 33 appearances (laughs) for the Argentine national team he's he's definitely going to be called up and he's definitely going to be starting uh, against Macedonia Uh, but if you look he hasn't had a bad career he played for Punic he went to Cyprus for a couple years you you know that in Cyprus fans actually use them as an actual joke yeah, well, we he, do like, too. So they, they used to say, yeah, yeah, but we we know who he is. The guy goes there, and in a couple of games, he was enough to become the subject of mockery, bro. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and, and he's still being called to the national team. I I don't get it. Uh, he's the biggest mystery of Armenian football in my in my. I don't eyes. know. <laughs> that ain't a mystery for me, bro. That's that's the mafiosos. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> It's awful, man. Just shift your view when it comes to defense. Just look at Sevan, man. They're starting mm-hmm. Danielian and Kartashian every single game, and they're doing just fine, man. Yeah. So here we go. For those people who are listening purely for this uh, Alashkert versus Rangers preview, if you're looking at this team, Alashkert, there is a possibility of there being several Armenian national team players on the pitch. We have David Yurchenko, who has been rotating with uh, Kancerovic, the other, the Serbian goalkeeper. By the way, rumors, uh, breaking rumors about Yurchenko leaving Alashkid. I don't think he's going to leave. I saw that. Um, I because not. Well, because, first of all, um, they made it to Europe. Why would you leave? It, it, one slight injury to Kancerovic, and he's guaranteed to play every group stage game. It's stupid. I don't understand he why he isn't even playing now. They they've He's been switching. They've been they've been switching off. Um, uh, I think Alexander Grigorian. I don't think has found his number one yet. Uh, I don't think he's realized that it is Yurchenko. It's obviously Yurchenko. <laughs> so we have David Yurchenko. We have Daron Voskanian, who is at center back, and we have Artak Grigorian, who is the defensive midfielder. Now, mm-hmm. for we have also have a couple former Armenian national team players. Agman Papikian has made appearances. We have Artak Yedigarian, Rumian Hofsepian. So you have six current and, and former now, Armenian national team players. Now, for those and now people. Potentially Levon Bayramian. Now, potentially Levon Bayramian, that's seven. Now, for those people who are listening, saying, oh, we're going to be playing up against seven Armenian national team players, hold your horses. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> no you're not. These you play players, against one Armenian national team yeah, player. You're which is <laughs> no, Artak Grigoyan. Which is I, I'm Grigoyan. not even I'm not even gonna mention the the unmentionable. No, no, no. So it, for <laughs> before you guys go around saying, oh, this is we're playing the Armenian national team, blah blah blah, this and that. No, you're not. Most of the Armenian national team players play in much better leagues. <laughs> so don't think you're you're coming over here and you're playing the cream of the crop of Armenia because that's definitely not the case. We could tell you that much. Um, <laughs> But in terms of players to look out for on the Alashkert side, uh, of course, we have Mbalo, uh, Mihalovic, who has been dangerous but hasn't really 
had that connection yet. Um, uh, we have James, who came from Urartu, uh, who's still a little bit trying to find his way. Uh, Vincent Bazancourt, uh, the French attacking midfielder, formerly of the New York oh, Red yeah. Bulls in the MLS. Um, Alexander Glissic. Kursidze, Arvan Papikian. So here's what we're going to say. This tie is probably going to go one of two ways. Either Alashget is going to get absolutely battered, a la <laughs> Wolves and Punic a couple of years ago, Ugh. or it's going to be much, much closer than any Rangers fan could have possibly imagined it going. Either way, either way, what I am expecting is a lot of goals. Yes, yeah. Either Alashget are going to concede a lot of goals, or both sides are going to score a handful of goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Now, let me pose this question to you guys. Let's start with you, Chadens. Should we be happy with just the Conference League if Alashkert were to, let's say, get battered by Rangers? In my views, yes. Either way, I think we should just, like, we should just stick with Conference League. Uh, we don't have the caliber to be in Europa League. Europa League is still a tough competition. Uh, with the new established... Conference League, it may seem like it's the second, but it uh, second uh, senior competition. But back then it was last year it was again a competition like Champions League. Uh, it's it, it requires a lot of uh, a lot of quality. Uh, Europe Alaska is still Europe, right? Europe exactly. is still Europe. That's what you're in saying. Simple words: Europe is still Europe. There you go. Uh, in good ways and bad ways. In bad ways is that if you go to a higher European level. You need a higher level of players, which we do not have, unfortunately. Uh, but but considering the conference league, it, it's gifted there just to give you a chance mm-hmm. to succeed in Europe. You can say that I succeeded and I won this trophy, uh, yeah. this UEFA trophy in UEFA. So sticking there, it's better. And with the experience of uh, separate teams here, uh, that should be the case as well. It's, 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 and, it's and kind one... of the same way. One important thing that I want to go into one minute is that Alashkert is one of the Armenian teams with the least sense of belonging. Uh, In their squad, there are not many Armenian starters. And that shows they had the hardest of times beating the the Welsh team, Kanasquay. They, of course didn't win against Sheriff. They missed a lot of sitters against uh, against Kairat in the last round. And of course, even with two men ahead, uh, almost conceded plenty of times. Alasket is a team that in Armenia is known uh, as being a team of mercenaries. And that's not a good look because then you go and, and, and you don't play the way you should. You... Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I know that other teams are going to deliver more and perform better uh, in the upcoming future, but it's good mm-hmm. that Alashgert are paving the way. Yeah, I agree. Um, so just to summarize for everyone, uh, do we expect Alashgert to beat Rangers? No. Do we think <laughs> Alashgert can beat Rangers on a good day? Could yes. Do we anticipate Alashkert making it to the A for Europa League? <laughs> no, we do not. Uh, just to make it easy for everyone listening. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so, I mean, of course, we hope. I don't think too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we hope it'll happen. It would be great if it could happen. We didn't even expect Alashkep to beat Kairat, but they did. Exactly. So, it was a 30-70 chance, and now it's, for me, it's a 10-90. Yeah, so I, of course we just want Alashka to go out there, just represent Armenia and make us proud. You don't have to win, uh, just don't get battered. But like Punic did, please. <laughs> that's all. That's all I ask. I don't. I don't want that. We don't need that. <laughs> I don't want to be the the new Kazakhstan. You know, they always make jokes about playing in the Europa League and suddenly you're playing in Kazakhstan. I don't want to be that. You know, <laughs> don't don't batter us. <laughs> all right. Well. That's going to wrap it up for Europe and for our Rangers versus Alashkit preview. Swiftly moving on to the breaking news segment. In La Liga, we have Captain Varzat Haroyan made his La Liga debut for Cadiz in a 1-1 draw with Levante. He had one of the two shots on goal for Cadiz uh, via a header, which almost went in if it was not for a last-minute second millisecond hand by the goalkeeper uh, and he had a pretty solid defensive display aside from the one team mistake uh, that led to the Cadiz goal uh, being conceded he visibly got fatigued uh, around the 60th 70th minute mark um, but that is understandable after you know knowing he's been playing in Russia and in Kazakhstan uh, but it was a very promising debut uh, Armen what are your thoughts on Varzaharoyan's debut Oh, I liked it. It was it was pretty solid. He had a couple slight tackles, like aggressive but proper, the way we are used to seeing from him. And and we actually talked about this one with you, Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday we were we are recording on Sunday. He played on Saturday. It was a good Saturday, and you're gonna know why in a in a couple minutes because there's more Armenian players uh, shining, and then. And yeah, it was very promising, as you said. And Vato is gonna shine in in Cadiz. There's so much to talk about, but I'm I'm positive. Yeah, and the one thing we should point out: the level of fitness required to play in La Liga is much higher than it is for Kazakhstan. Definitely. And Haroyan definitely has the physical capabilities to reach that. He and he definitely Cadiz has a much better and much better access to equipment and people. Than Kazakh, than you know, Astana oh, did in Kazakhstan. So he will be the most fit he has ever been in his life, and that <laughs> is only going to benefit Armenia even more. So yeah, it's gonna... if he gets once he gets used used to it. Once he gets used to living in southern Spain, mm-hmm. which is too much of a, of a change right now, but once he gets used to it, it is only positives because uh, Cadiz reminds me a, a lot in play style to the Armenian national team. It's a yeah. team that has limitations, but no, finally knows what those limitations are and exploits the the the, 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 the upsides. So who's the Armenian Negredo then? <laughs> Is it Mkhitaryan? The one? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. Right, we're not going to get into that. Okay. Uh, next, the Bundesliga Blitzkrieg. Sargis Adamian returns from injury um, and plays 30 minutes off the bench for Hoffenheim in their 4-0 win against Augsburg. He was instrumental in Hoffenheim's second goal, which saw Sargis Adamian 
dribble past a couple players, do a little quick one-two, and then a first-time finish into the bottom right corner. It was an absolute beautiful goal from Sagis Adamian. Um, and it's really, really good to see him back on the score sheet after the really turbulent past year and a half that he's had. Chadens, do you think Sako can finally transition this form? Um, and I'm not saying he hasn't been playing well for Armenia. He plays fantastic for us. Do you think he can finally get on the score sheet for Armenia in the upcoming matches? I sure hope so he can. Uh, he didn't, Yo, he yeah, he didn't get goals. No, he, Did he, he got on the score sheet, in my opinion, in the most important game for Armenia. Which one? The Which Georgian one game? The Georgian, Georgian game. win. Oh, but they, oh but yeah, think it was about, that one. Okay, but you're saying that, that was a year ago now, Armen. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're it's been a year but since it, he scored but for it was a game. It was, a, it was like a turning point for Armenia that game. I yeah, but consider everything. this. But now the, we're in the, the World Cup qualifying campaign. It's yeah, totally during that animal. period, he wasn't. Yep, it's different now. Because during that period, he was not really scoring. A few months ago when we were playing in March, yes. uh, I I don't remember him playing for Hoffenheim a lot. He wasn't. We were getting frustrated, I remember. Yes. So Yeah, yeah I was getting, he did play uh, well we were getting the, frustrated, I remember. I but think, he did play well for the, for the national team. We're not saying yeah, he's not playing well on him. That's not is, what we're saying. We're saying form, he's not getting on the, the transition. Oh, yeah. Okay, well. Yeah, you need the transition. You, you need that. You need that form. Uh, it's not always the form, but you need that form at least to give you the the, the confidence. Especially also, I don't want to get too deep into the national team because we're going to talk about that soon. But uh, um, the the fact that we don't have many strikers and you know some of our strikers have some issues, uh, he's going to be very very crucial, especially against his German uh, compatriots. Exactly. So, speaking of German compatriots, we have the Kinder Bundesliga, as Armen had put it. <laughs> Kinder Bundesliga. <laughs> wow. wow. Kinder. Kinder joy. Hrant Mamadova uh, Yeranosian scored a brace in Bayern under-19's 4-1 win over Freiburg in the Bundesliga Youth Round 1. Um, we have also, of course, mentioned how Hrant was back and forth in between the Bayern first team and the second team. Um, and he didn't quite make the cut uh, I was watching the um, video that the Bayern YouTube people put together. It was a live stream uh, showing off the team for the season. And there were a few youth players that played alongside Hodon for Bayern B um, or FC Bayern 2 as they're known. Uh, but he was not included in the first team squad for the season. So unfortunately, unless maybe there's an injury here or there to someone, he maybe might get a look in in a Pokal game. But it seems like we're going to probably have to wait another year to see Hodon in the Bayern first team. Mm. Oh, you got to keep okay. hustling. Yeah. You, you never he has know. Time. Uh, as you said, so young. He's, he's very young and... And as you said, a slight uh, change of things would, would lead to opportunities for him. So he got to keep hustling. He's got to keep being there, you know, raise his hand when when the time comes and and seize the opportunities he's given. Exactly. He's got to be smart, too. And, and fortunately, something else that's working well in his favor, Julian Nagelsmann, who is now Bayern Munich's manager, uh, is very much big on youth. So he might very much be rotated into the squad uh, because Nagelsmann really, really likes using youth players. Uh, so there we go. Uh, next up, uh, Spertian not featuring at all in Krasnodar versus Arsenal Tula as we speak. Uh, according to Armin, this is concerning news after two great games uh, for Edo versus Ural and Zenit. 
Uh, I am not going to speculate as to why he was not in the squad because I looked at the second team and he was not there either. So I don't think it is. That's a, why it's concerning. I don't think it's a footballing reason. I don't think it's what no, you're no. anticipating. He may have a slight injury. That's what I was. That's this time. This time I was not going to go into the into non-football reasons or you know political things. This time I do think it may be knock on wood. It's not an injury. Um, even if it is an injury, hopefully it, it, light. It may be light. Um, but there's nothing. Hopefully. There hasn't been any news made. It's really hard to get any injury news out of Russia anyway. <laughs> but hopefully it's Plus very it's light. Too recent. And it's any, too recent too. But there's still three weeks until the national team. I'm not concerned. Most injuries you recover from very quickly. Um, Fingers crossed. Yeah. Speaking of injuries, I guess we'll break into this one. Uh, Tigran Basirian apparently injured his back, uh, and he has a back contusion, which <laughs> is a bruise of the muscle. Um, Ottoman was freaking out, fearing he's going to miss the national team camp. But uh, if you within you know a little bit deeper of a look, a back contusion, you come back within three days to two weeks at most. Three days if you're a fully fit athlete like Tico. Uh, two weeks if you are yeah, a grandpa. So <laughs> I don't even I don't even want to I don't even want to speculate on on how he got his back injured. I don't want to go into that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Jesus uh, Tico, he's showing the we'll magic. Yeah. Um, and since Tito isn't here, Balakian started in his first Super Classico derby, which was a nil-nil <laughs> draw in the Argentina Cup. And Boca went through on penalty shootouts. But shh, don't tell Tito. <laughs> He'll be really upset. Um, not much he there from good. Balakian. He played well. He's yet to score uh, in a competitive match. Uh, but they play today, right? So, you know, maybe he Bo- might. Yeah, Boca reminds me a lot of Cadiz uh, when it comes to, you know, build up they have absolutely no build up game so strikers yeah. strikers don't get it at all opportunities we were talking about how Cadiz got literally only two shots on goal against more than between 10 or 15 for levante yesterday uh, yeah the other time mm-hmm. and then and one of those two shots for Cadiz was from vato well uh from haroyan well boca is pretty much the same uh kind of frustrating but they're getting results yeah well, yeah, I think he'll he'll get there. Um, we already touched on Babayan and his life on the bench, wasting the prime of a previously very promising career, as written here by Oddman. Um, another waste. <laughs> Speaking of waste, uh, <laughs> Asha Koryan has left Himki, and he is on loan oh, to Russian yeah. second division side Orenburg, where he made his debut this past weekend, playing the entire second half in Orenburg's 2-1 win. Um Speaking of waste. Very, very... Um, it sucks, obviously, because we know how this, much of a talented player Kordion is. This guy is an enigma, bro. Yeah, he, he, he genuinely reminds me of another Ozbilis. Um, not I don't in this, know. I, I not think... In way. Do you know what I think? Um, and this is going to sound really shitty, but I think this is the truth. <laughs> I think he doesn't like playing football. That's the sense I get from him. Could I, be. I get the sense that he's just fallen out of love with the sport and he just doesn't really want to play anymore. That's that's the genuinely the sense I get from him, um, which sucks. And I don't see him getting called up to the national team anytime soon. So yeah, no. Um, if he but, needs, uh, fact, if he needs support, fact, can he contact us, please? 
Yeah, please. We'll if you want to talk, we're here, Corian. We can consult us. <laughs> um, if, you're, yeah. if you're listening to this, we're here for consultation. And if you're I, not Korean uh, and you're having a bad time, maybe it's going to be a little more difficult for us to listen to you, but give it a try. You never know. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but <laughs> well, speaking of... We'll get you a call up. Uh, Seriously, David, David, uh, who we had mentioned, had left Alashkert at the worst possible time. some good news. Made his debut for Kimki in the Russian Premier League. Uh, hopefully, we will see more of David Jan uh, light up the Russian League, as we know he is very capable of, and uh, put on a national team shirt soon. Um, more bad news from Russia. <laughs> when when does good news ever come from Russia? <laughs> <laughs> Nayar Tiknizian uh, wow. has completed his move from Seska Moscow to Lokomotiv Moscow, and he has reportedly snubbed the Armenian national team. Uh, he has mentioned in a Instagram comment response to an Armenian fan that he respects Armenia, but he sees Russia as his homeland and he wants to represent Russia. Um, I respect that, but uh, wait for the World Cup qualifiers. Yeah. Let's see what. <laughs> I'm just saying. Aside from, that, aside from that, uh, yeah, I respect the, the decision and stuff, but why respond to an Instagram comment by a fan? I mean, why are you yeah, doing that's kind of yeah, yeah, petty. It's, it's that's, amateur a bit, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, I respect shit. that. I respect the choice. No, I respect the, the, the decision too, yeah, you know, but that's some uh, that's uh, insecure shit, you know? You don't yeah. do that. You're you just state it in, in, in an Instagram or social media post yourself or talk yeah, that's the not media, a good move for a player. Not that's to, not a nice thing to do. Not to the, the average Vladimir that comments your posts and shit. Ah, okay. Yeah. Maybe maybe uh, that's a dodged bullet for us. Yeah, I'd honestly, I, it, I don't think um, Armenia... I don't think he sees Armenia as near equal at all. Um, I think he is very much like Russian superiority type. That's what mm-hmm. he seems like to me. And you know what? We don't need that. Uh, we don't want that. Like I said yeah, previously, we want Armenian players that want to play for Armenia. Exactly. And and you know his class is almost gonna be world class probably really soon and stuff. But we don't need the attitude in the locker room. Exactly. Uh, and and that that's kind of actually Caparros has said that plenty of times. And it does relate a lot to uh, the Mkhitaryan situation. A class player that brings attitude, tone it down, bro. No, yeah, that, we don't that's need not it. gonna. Yeah, that's not gonna get you any friends on the pitch or on in the locker room. That's not the way. Uh, yep. Yeah. And uh, staying in Russia, which we are for a little bit. Um, Artem Galajian, who wants to represent Armenia, and he follows us on. Twitter apparently uh, he got Bad injured news from Russia. Yeah, he got injured uh, again for FCNN. We don't know how long he's going to be injured for, but I don't. Again, uh, a, a player that is definitely not in the national team picture right now. Anyway, let him work on himself. But, let him get better. Yeah. Let him improve, and we'll see but what happens. He would in the help. Future. I mean, yeah. Had he not received this injury, he would have helped a lot because he's a. He's a number nine. Gorman Velian would, would get called up ahead of him, for sure. Not, There's not no, for now. Not I don't know. And, and every Armenia under-21 national team striker no. is ahead of him in the pecking order as well. I don't see him it should be. anytime soon. I don't. Uh, I mean, that's just yeah, my opinion. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying you're wrong. 
I'm saying it shouldn't be the case. I mean, this guy wants to represent for Ar Armenia and is playing in the Russian Premier League, which is a UEFA top 10 league. Yeah. Sadly, he got injured, but yeah. uh, in in my view, he would bring a lot to the team, even if not even if not as a starter. Hopefully, yeah. he recovers soon and and he gets his chance, you know. Yeah. And um, finally, to cap off our breaking news segment and our time in Russia, one. which I absolutely hate. <laughs> Arsen Zakharian has drawn interest from RB Leipzig and Chelsea. Now, Leipzig have reportedly made a 15 million euro offer for Arsen Zakharian, who has a clause in his contract that sees his price increase the further he gets into his contract. Um Dinamo Moscow, his club, of course, can sell him right now and cash in uh, $15 million and maybe put in a buy-on clause, which I'm for sure is in there somewhere, um, and make more money off him in the future. Or they can wait and risk his form dipping and him not being worth the same amount um, as he would, as his contract states in the future. Now, interestingly enough... Uh, Arsene Zakharian posted on his Instagram story uh, a conversation that he had uh, with a friend regarding a conversation he had with Henrik Mkhitaryan of the Armenian national team. Now, we have gone into full speculation mode with this one uh, because we are wondering why would they be speaking to each other? Now, there's a couple things at play here. One, uh, the RB Leipzig offer may be extremely concrete. Um, and he wants to speak to someone that he can relate to. Uh, Henrik, of course, both Armenian, uh, both have played in Eastern Europe. Uh, and, of course, RB Leipzig being a Bundesliga club, maybe he wants to know what life in the Bundesliga is like and what to expect. Um, that's part one. And part two, secondly, would be why would anyone have a conversation without Henrik Mkhitaryan if there isn't going to be a push for Zakharian to play for the Armenian national team. We know this is a long shot. We've discussed this time and time again. Um, but let's start with you, Chadens. Arsen Zakharian. Bro, why what? post it on social? Yeah, why post it on social either that you're having a conversation with Henrik Mkhitaryan? I was going to say that too. I was going to say that too. It's now, just... Chodens, we know that there are... There's a journalist. There is people in the Russian Football Federation that are that have vocally said to the media, Zakharian is going to be playing for Russia. What do you think is going to happen? Because I believe this is going to get resolved in the next couple of weeks when the national team rosters are announced for World Cup qualifiers. What do you think is going to happen? Rule number one with media, always listen to Fabrizio Romano. <laughs> Since we cannot, Fabrizio Romano doesn't write about this, we cannot really. We don't really know what's gonna happen. But I'm always, like I always say in the previous episodes, um, something that I truly believe is that our own success will convince some players who are in doubt uh, of uh, of the Armenian national team. Mm -hmm. They see the success and they understand it. So that will give a transition to the football clubs. Uh, Chelsea is a big club, uh, but it's, again, playing under Russian owners, so I don't know. Uh, but Leipzig, I, I, I see Leipzig as a good destination if it happens. So 
hopefully the Armenian national team uh, um, breakthrough will happen because of the qualifiers, but you never know. We'll still respect it again, what he decides. And Armin, what are your thoughts? Well, uh, I think this guy is going to be bringing good news either way, you know, uh, whether he plays for us or not. And uh, maybe, maybe, maybe for us, the best thing that would come with him is uh, a money and attention, which Armenia desperately needs uh, always. And B, as you guys were implying earlier, more Armenians from diaspora that are a bit, still a bit unsure about choosing Armenia. Well, with uh, Zaharian, he definitely will star in the future. That would help uh, our cause with many, many diaspora and Armenians. Uh, but on for football terms, I, I think he would help because he's, of course, Zaharian, but uh, it's an area of the of the pitch that we luckily have a lot of depth, and uh, and it would just be another asset maybe. Yeah, but, but you can't yeah, say def- no to a world class player. Move. This this kid this kid is this kid is tip this kid is tip to be a next top ten player in the world. Of course, and I mean either geez. way, even even if he doesn't choose us, he's he's only gonna be, bring good news, uh, starting with uh, the last name and the face, you know. No one is gonna. No one is gonna talk about the fact that he's Armenian, though, and we both oh, know that. They will. No, no, they will. no. They Maybe won't. a mention, a slight mention, but everyone will know he is Armenian. They'll rus- they'll russify his last name. His last name will change to Zakharov or something like that. <laughs> Too late for that, luckily. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I said this. That ship has sailed, baby. So this joke in the Armenian subreddit. This is not gonna be funny to like 99.9 percent of people, but I said as soon as Tiknizian makes his debut for Russia, he's Tiknizov to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, anyway, and it makes sense. Yes. Oh wow, we are deep into this recording already. Let us move on. That ends the breaking news segment. Uh, sorry, folks. This is a long haul. This is going to be a very, very long episode. But now, into the other meaty portion of this podcast, we have Armenia's national team upcoming World Cup qualifiers against North Macedonia, Germany, and Liechtenstein. And as we like to do here on Football Gets One, we like to make predictions on who we think is going to make it into Walking Kaparos' squad. Now, given as this is going to be another three-match um, qualifying week, uh, we think the squad is going to be big like last time. And uh, let's start getting into the discussion. Ottoman, for who is going to make it into the Armenian national team squad? Hmm. Goalies are going to be pretty simple to me. Three goalies with Yurshenko, Ivazov, and Sesyan, the young one. I would personally like to see Aram Hayrabedian after his great season in Kazakhstan, but I don't think it's very likely, and it's not like he's a must. So, mm-hmm. uh, no biggie. Uh, so, moving on to well, the when, yeah. well, let's change it up a little bit this time. Let's all go through oh. each of our picks for I each like that. portion. So, Chadens. Who are your goalkeeping picks? Mine are the same. Yurchenko, Ivazov, and Nersesian. Uh, Yurchenko, as always, uh, he's stable in that position. Ivazov is having a good uh, season, a good start to the season. So uh, it's very likely that, uh, in my opinion, that he will um, be joining. And Nersesian, a young player 
but there's still uh, a good potential that uh, he could be linking up with the other players. Yes. And uh, for me, it's the same. Yurchenko, of course, as our starter. Ivazov is a very solid backup who has been playing every mm-hmm. game for Urardu this season, and he's been doing great. And Nersesyan, uh, who is not only Armenia under-21 national team goalkeeper, but for Bekma. So he is also playing in the Premier League this season. Uh, granted, he has conceded a lot of goals, but there is a learning curve that is going to come to these Bekma kids. And, uh, yeah, he's- it's Bekma. He's only going to improve. He's so young, and he's playing first-team football in week in, week exactly. out. So he's only going to improve. Um, next up in defense, Armen, what are your predictions? This is when things get interesting. Of course, Haroyan and Chalashir will be called up, even if, uh, sadly, Batu Haroyan, our captain, will miss the first game of the window against Macedonia due to suspension. But then there is Haik Ishkhanian, who is a very interesting centre-back sub. Uh, I would play him for the first game alongside Chalishir. But then there's also Daron. So, (laughs) uh, mm -hmm. yeah, well, moving on to slightly more cheerful things, the fullbacks. We got plenty of options here and actually a pretty polyfunctional one. That could work as center back, uh, Jordi Ararat, and also actually Jovane Sampartsumian. So that's two polyfunctional defenders. And specifically fullbacks, also I would call Gamo Jovanesian. And uh, seeing Caparros likes him very much, and he is starting and captain, captain of Punic. Uh, I'll probably complete the list with Serop Krikorian. But uh, it would be nice, and actually not at all unlikely. To see Girard Markarian from Ararat, a, the best fullback of last season, he is ready to go. He's like literally ready to be called up. He's actually, he could even start one of the three games. Girard Markarian, hopefully, he does get his big break. Maybe even Arman Hovannesian as another fullback potentially, but he's not playing all that much in Punic. And for center back uh, option, I think that. The, the answer to our collective national uh, prayers for centre-back uh, subs is going to be answered by up-and-coming talent Hovannes Nazarian from Ararat 2. Uh, this kid is very young. He has the talent. He has the, 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 the physic. Uh, you know, he is very complete and he is highly regarded by coach Vartan Bechakchian. So look, like, follow this kid closely. All right. Well, Chadens, who do you think is going to be up in defense? I've picked 10 defenders. Charlie's here, uh, Haroyan, uh, even though he's, you know, he's not going to play the first game, but He's still going to obviously be called up. There's still three games. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He will play the other two. Exactly. Uh, Taron Voskanyan. Sorry, Armin. Uh, Ishkanyan, who's getting old, but I still see that he will get called up. Uh, Nazarian. Uh, The case with Kamo, I'm not sure. Uh, In this uh, this window, I do see him playing midfield for some reason, not left-back. Uh, therefore, uh, I, I do uh, predict that Serop and both Hagopian, both of them will be joining, uh, along with Hovo and Ararat. 
Nice. Uh, similarly, I have Varazat Haroyan, Andre Kalisir, uh, Zhao Jordi Ararat, Hovanes Hambartumian, Kama Hovanesian, Serop Grigorian, Darum Voskanian. I do think Jiro Margarian is going to make it. Um, Eric Simonian, and I have Arthur Kartashian yes. because I think Kartashian has had a good start to the season. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure about Simonian. I think Simonian is a maybe um, because, you know, he was called up last time and he didn't have the opportunity. But Maybe, Still. maybe someone like Arman Hovanesian. I don't know, uh, but that's the only question mark in my defensive lineup. And mm. I really hope we do. Have, he would bring yeah. a good mix. Yeah, I think Simonian. he would bring a good mix. Um, yeah, well, good, very good mix. He, he could definitely play up against Liechtenstein. I think that would be really, really good because I don't want to see. Would he Donald be 18 by then? I think he would be. He, he's already. Then. He's already 18. So already 18. Okay, that's a, that, yeah, that's a good mix. Yeah. All right. Moving into the good parts in midfield, <laughs> Armin, what do you got? Well, uh, of course, the Lion fan favorite and local favorite at football center on Arta Grigorian. Look out, Rangers fans. He's coming for you. Uh, then there's Karim Muradian. I loved his season at uh, Ararat Yerevan. He's now going to be playing in Ararat Armenia. Uh, also, defensive midfielders, uh, Weimar Angulo will be called, even if I wouldn't start him in any game. Uh, he does speak Spanish and he does bring a little something, even if his defense is very shaky. So, Caparros must know how to, how to handle that one. Uh, then there's also uh, Hagop Hagopian and Salomon Udo, more complete, well-rounded midfielders, as is actually uh, Ali Karakelian. And here's my... Uh, bold bet for the midfield. I think Ali Karakelian will get his call-up uh, after a good uh, European campaign with Ararat. And moving on to the better parts of the pitch, Edward Spertsian, of course, will be called up. Horik uh, Bayramian, David Davidian from Khinki from now on, our little goal, uh, little goat, Raham Bichakchian. Uh, another little, more little goat, uh, Zero Shahoyan. Of course, Henrik Mkhitaryan. That's going to be controversial. And finally, Karim Melkonian. He plays for AS Roma. God damn it. It's not <laughs> controversial. Hey, and, and very interesting to see a bit more of Karim Melkonian. Yes. Now, uh, Chadens, who is in your midfield? <laughs> Mr. Controversial Mkhitaryan is in my midfield. <laughs> Uh, we, have, um, we have the, uh, in Armenian, Aruz, the Gregorian, uh, hey. um, Udo, uh, my boy, Wubeymar, uh, Bayramian, our boy, Vahan, Spertsian, uh, Jirai Shagoyan, uh, there's some link going on with him, uh, with Sevilla, uh, and uh, Kadimian. Uh, I picked nine. Uh, because I'm not sure what I would have picked um, one or two players. Uh, but these, for me, I predict that are the short players. Okay. I picked 13 midfielders, I think, because I picked a 30-man squad. And I know, like, a lot played, so a lot of players are going to be left in Armenia. They're going to be brought to, from here to there. So, uh, anyway. So, I have uh, Muradian, Artak Grigorian. On Angulo and Udo as my central midfield options. I have Hakop Hakopian. I have Horik Bayramian. 
I have Vahan Bichakchan, Jirai Shahoyan, Henrik Mkhitaryan, Tigran Barsegian, and I have Nadek Grigorian, who I had previously mentioned at the beginning of the show, the winger for Urardu, and David Davidian. Um, that is who you I didn't think... didn't mention Aspertian. Oh, I didn't. Did I not put Aspertian? Oh, yeah. Then, he, then did, he did, he did. <laughs> Yeah, I did. But, I did oh, mention. Oh, you did mention. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, he's in my yeah. list. He's right there. He's after Udo uh, in between. Yeah, but I want to hear the name. Oh, there you go. I think. I think in the audience. <laughs> uh, I think about the audience. You know. Yeah. Um. So here's what I think is going to happen. Um, <laughs> I think, in terms of midfield, um. We have our. I don't think we're going to deviate a little too much, considering how important these next matches are um i'm concerned with gara muradian's lack of playtime. i am mm. concerned with just the, moved, fact, though. the fact that angulo isn't playing that well and i'm concerned with udo having to leave shakhtar karaganda um which you know took away potential european playtime for him but i have also noticed that in the recent games for rostov uh, Bayramian has deputized at fullback um, in the past couple of games. That's and, a juicy one. And so, and we, as, as we had previously mentioned, and as I had, as I had thought, uh, he would be brought in as a secondary fullback option for the national team. So that option still remains, um, and it is very much open. But of course, Bayramian is one of the three players uh, alongside Barcerian and Haroyan, who are uh, unfortunately suspended for the match against Macedonia. That now, one's going to hurt, man. Yeah, it is going to hurt. Now, moving on to the striker position. Admin, who do you have? Well, I have uh, Tico Balsegian that will miss, as you said, the first game. And as uh, potential options to replace him in any of the attacking positions, we have uh, Artur Miranian from Murartu, who is kind of young. Uh, we have our boy... Palekian, shout out Tito. And of <laughs> course, as as they know him in Germany already, Sar Goat, Adamian. Uh, I think I do agree, kind of, that Kadimian should be considered, uh, maybe, I don't know, try to naturalize players from diaspora like Avanesian, who has been playing in Armenia and tearing it up for a mm-hmm. while now, Artem Avanesian. Uh, especially since Manuelian is a still, as we said, a no-show in Ligue 1, and uh, other diaspora strikers like uh, Artem Galajan are got injured or are not getting uh, the citizenry. I would pick, yeah, bottom line, Barsegian, Miranian, Balikian, and Sako Adamian. Yeah, not to mention Yerjanik, um, Armenia's under-21 striker, just dropped down a division in Germany as well. So uh, No, Hermann. Hermann. Hermann, Hermann Kurbashan. That's who it was, Hermann Kurbashan. Uh, anyway, Chadens, them, yeah. your attacking That's options. Sad, yeah. My attacking options, I have uh, Barsegian as attack uh, like uh, Armen. I didn't mm-hmm. put him midfield because I do see... Him playing a little bit of a, a, a striker, maybe at some point. I'm not too yeah, sure, but I do see that happening. Yeah, I do see that happening, uh, especially with my uh, brain thinking of these uh, future, uh, uh, these new for future formations that they could develop for our team. Yeah. Possibly, I do see him striker. Uh, striker is not Balekian. a 
Father he has a winger, bro. Come on. Anyway, but winger yeah, is an attack. Winger but... is a four. So mm, winger. I don't is know. A... I have tactical reasons for it. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> exactly. Anyway. Tactical reasons for it. We're too deep into the episode for me yeah. to explain. <laughs> uh, Barcerian Adamian, uh, who's hopefully going to be in in an insane form when he goes there. Balekian, uh, sorry Tito, uh, and <laughs> sorry to you now, Babayan. He might be called up. I don't know. I feel like uh, we not. might need players for depth. Uh, oh. They might just he might just call him. Uh, I don't know. I I put I put his name up there. I, that I, I do see it a little bit yeah. chance of happening. Um, uh, hopefully but not. But you never yeah. know. There there's less than a month. Uh, yeah. With Gore's situation, it's going to be definitely difficult. Yeah. Uh, I don't, uh, we don't see any news or anything that, uh, any hints that mm-hmm. they're going to announce, unless we wake up tomorrow morning and something happens, and hopefully yeah. he's joining. But no, he won't. Doesn't he won't. I don't think. I don't think so. Yeah, uh, seems like I, he won't. Oh, you know what? If there are going to be any surprise additions to the national team, they'll announce it beforehand, and we should know in the next week or so if there is going to be anyone. A uh, week, week from the time that mm. this gets released, because a week after this gets released, uh, we should have mm. the squad. So mm. Uh, mm. my my thoughts, I uh, definitely think Adamian and Balakian are guaranteed in this. Uh, and the other two spots were a little bit odd to me uh, because I left out Alexander Garapetian because he has not been in good form for a we long time now. Um, yeah, yeah we, all we all have. Yeah. Yeah, and he's yeah, someone yeah. who's, but he's someone who's regularly featured in Armenia squad for a couple of years now. Um, yeah, but the age. It's, yeah. So I it's, included Miranian. I, I included Miranian um, purely, I think, uh, because he not necessarily for his goal scoring because he hasn't really been scoring lately for what I do, but he is he's very a, a very. He's a team player, and he's very similar play style to Balakian and Adamian. And then I included Melkonian because he had a pretty good showing in the last set of friendlies. Um, yeah. So I, I can see him coming on. Um, so, yeah. And they're I both wrap, fit. They're both fit. And uh, I believe that wraps it up for our predictions for the national team squad. Uh, of course, in the next episode, we will be giving our full analysis of the squad that Joaquin Caparos has called up for the three matches in the World Cup qualifiers, starting with Macedonia, which we will be previewing in depth. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, like, share, subscribe, all that jazz. Review us. All the good stuff, all on social media. Um, show us some love. Uh, we're nice people. Say hi. We love you too. <laughs> we love you too. Uh, and <laughs> if you've gotten this far, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> a big thank you. <laughs> a big thank you if you've gotten this far. And uh, I believe that's going to conclude it for Football Gantron today. On behalf of Chadets and Armen and Tito, uh, who is, of course, not here today. Thank you for listening. Uh, We will be speaking to you soon.